What's happening? What's up? What's up, Tampa? Hey, what's time. Well, not, not, <laughs> not really, so we tap back in. I feel like I was just in here with you, but it's all good. Hey, big facts, bro. It's always a pleasure to have you on the line, man. Um, We got a lot to talk about, though. You know, we got some stuff to catch up on. You know, you did this event recently, you know, Real Good of Music. We're going to talk about that. So, um, you know, for people people who may not be familiar with the movement, man, go ahead and give us that official introduction. Break down for us who is Blackout. Yeah! Well, it's your boy Blackout, man. Send his tones on, East Side, Play Cousin, and Kim Folk. You know, born in Corpus Christi, Texas, moved to San Antonio when I was about seven years old, been here for 31 years. Yes, I am 38 years old, so I don't look it. You know, black don't crack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know, father, four, you know, husband, brother, sibling, all that good stuff, man. Just a, just a real southern, you know, thoroughbred type dude, man. Just trying to make it, man. That's it, man. Just want to be somebody everybody remembers doing great things while he was here you know facts just an all-around solid individual you know we've we've done this before this it won't be our last time doing it we'll do it again and again and you know and I just, again and again and i know and that's again. right and I, <laughs> I definitely salute you for you know always staying on your grind you know not letting up not letting any obstacles get in your way as you know they do happen from time to time um you know so oh, we yeah, just sure. we want people to know your journey man you know um i know a lot of people out there may understand where blackout you know came from musically but there may be some who don't know so you know just take us through that that beginning period of when music started becoming that passion for you well uh first and foremost man big shout out to and a welcome home to my uncle chopper boy brown you know what i'm saying everybody in the family know him as uncle rufus uh, I always give him his flowers and stuff, man, because if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have never picked up a pen and pad nor a microphone. You know, he was, uh, he's my uncle. He's also a big brother to me. And, you know, it's because of him that I, I was even influenced or introduced to the music. Yeah. You know, he was an artist back when he was younger, you know, in his teenage days. And he still is an artist to this day, man. One, one of the greatest musicians, uh, music writers that I know, you know, um, but, you know, I was about nine years old, man, following him around uh, Corpus Christi, damn near everywhere he went, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just watching him and his friends do their thing just made me kind of develop my own love for it and, and interest in it and stuff like that. So, you know, I seen what came with it. You know, they were doing the little, uh, you know, team parties at the skating rinks and stuff. People were showing them love and you know, of course, the girls was on them and stuff like that. So, you know, as a young dude following these 18, 19, 20-year-old guys or whatever, you know, I was like, I want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to do it too. You know what I'm saying? So um, I wrote my first official rap. I wrote my first official rap at 10 years old. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I always just, I always just found a passion in writing my music versus just going in there and saying some things off the top of the dome, like freestyling, you know, I always want to make sure whatever I wrote was actually what I was feeling, what what the mood was with myself and things like that. So, you know, throughout the years, I just really developed that craft, man, and became the blackout that y'all see today. You know, I found my first official deal with a, a label back in the day. We was called 15 Positive Entertainment. That was actually my first official record deal. 
And, uh, you know, we did some great things in the city, outside of the city, moved to Atlanta, did that whole journey, you know, met some folks out there, made some things happen. And then, you know, you know, uh, all good things must come to an end. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we ended up splitting and parting ways. I started, uh, doing my own OHDM thing after me and my, uh, me and two of my other group mates, who's also my brother, shout out to Crazy Triple B we were called the army and we also did some good things within a few years that we were, you know, group, uh, a group and everything like that. So, um, I just ended up branching off. We all started kind of, you know, life happened basically. Yes. And, uh, we all started doing our own thing, you know, uh, it would be, he now has his own landscaping business and doing real estate and all kinds of things. Be crazy. He's doing like security and private security up in Houston and stuff like that and me myself I always stuck with music but I also do auto detailing so that was kind of like my whole hustle thing too you know and um, with me still being the one that kind of stayed in the mix of the whole nightlife and going out hosting and stuff like that it, it just came easy and naturally for me to stay as an artist and stay doing doing music you know what I'm saying so that's pretty much uh how you ended up with OHDM. You know, I started my own thing. Big shout out to my squad. And, uh, you know, we just grinded it out. Stay, stay consistent. Stay putting out music. I never missed a step. You know, people know me for my energy on stage and all that good stuff. So it just, it just really, uh, something I stuck with and just never let go. And I'm still rocking. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to stop until I get it. And that's just, that's just what it is, you know? I know that's right. And I love the perseverance. You have to stay on it because this music business absolutely doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time, a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of, you know, good team players to stand behind you. Um, taking it back, you know, when you were in a group versus now um, you're doing all your music solo. Do you prefer being a solo artist, artist and just doing collabs from time to time? Um, I feel like... I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I prefer it. Like, I'm more comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the thing about me is, even with, with the whole 15-5 situation, I always played the background support in whatever, whatever was going on at that time. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it was like, whoever, whoever turn it was, like, they, they had their shine and I was still like, uh, uh, an asset to the support system that, that went behind that. So I always played the background, played my position, but to everybody else, I always stood out because I was loud. I was the dark skinned dude with the gold. I was the one taking his shirt off. I was, you know what I'm saying? Just, just always the, the entertainment and somewhat of the life of the party, yeah. you know? And, you know, it just, it just made me kind of stand out. But the thing about it is even before I was, uh, even before I signed to 55, me and my bro, he crazy, who I mentioned earlier, me and him were already a duet, a, a duo rapping and stuff. So I was already kind of used to um, rapping by myself because he crazy was more so on the production side of things. He'll rap every now and then, but I was the artist. I was the one, you know, rapping and stuff like that. So I always had that somewhat uh, solo artist mind frame, but I never played, like I never had a problem playing my position when it came down to it. You know what I'm saying? But do I shine a bit more as a solo artist? Of course. You know what I'm saying? Because 
it's, it's me and I get to give you all of me versus just feeling like I got to kind of hold back a little bit because I don't want to, you know, drown out everybody else or, or feel like I'm trying to outshine or compete with the ones I'm supposed to be fighting with, not fighting against. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that, yeah. So I, I don't have a problem, you know, being in a group, but I definitely feel like I stand out and, and I kind of bloom a lot more as a solo artist. Absolutely. Now, when you were assigned to the label, transitioning out being an independent artist let's take it back to working with the label what positive did you take from that situation uh well one thing one thing that well it was actually a few jewels that that i took away from from being with the label for one it was definitely dedication and just really giving it your all and and you know not not so much as being afraid of the outcome, but just being in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Like giving it your all in the moment and then letting whatever it was going to be, be. Um, and that's, that's what we really did, man. Like we used to go downtown, uh, it's, it's two blocks, uh, that connect with each other called Commerce and LaSoya down here in San Antonio. And we used to go to that specific area right down the bridge by McDonald's. If you know about it, you know about it, you know, and y'all remember this, but we used to go down there with, boxes and bags of cds of our first album called bird season and we used to grind when i say from sun up to sun down tampa like for real for real every day for a whole summer we did that and we sold over twenty five thousand copies independently wow. you know what i'm saying so yeah so that right there was just uh just something that kind of kept that hustle and that hunger mentality within myself when I was doing it with those guys and as I do it today because I always realized like nobody's gonna do it for you. You want it done, you gotta go get it done yourself. Now you got some people that might meet you halfway and help you out, but in the end, initially it starts with you doing it for yourself. Yes. You know, so I took that I took that away from being with uh with my boys, you know, with the boys and shit like that. And um then another thing I took was uh, sacrifices, man. Like understanding that when you want something or or you trying to do something great in life, it takes sacrifice. Like you gotta let go something in order to gain something. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what uh what we have to do. Like when we moved to Atlanta, we sacrificed. You know, I'm saying we sacrificed girlfriends, we sacrificed jobs, we sacrificed you know friends that we were close to. We sacrificed all types of stuff, you know, cars and just things like that, just to go chase the dream, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that that right there plays a big part in being dedicated and determined, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're willing to let go something or some things or someone that means something to you, that's close to you, to go do something you feel like is going to be greater and benefit everybody that you're leaving behind yes. or not even necessarily leaving behind, but that you just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. I'm coming back with it. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody's going to get that, but that's something you got to do sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody get lucky to meet the P Diddy's and the, in the Burger Kings or the whatever. So you gotta, you gotta get up and go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we did. So I definitely take away the determination, the hunger, the the, the hustle mentality, and just overall, man, uh, knowing how to not only be a good leader, but being a great follower as well. 
Because the thing about it is, if you're a great follower to somebody who who's you know playing that leadership role, when it's your time to lead, you're gonna already know how to do that because you remember what you did following that person or following that leader. So in order to be a great leader, you have to be a good follower as well because your ideas might not always be the best one. So you want to listen to your peers and see, you know what I'm saying, and just kind of brainstorm some things like that. So I definitely took away that, man. And there was some other things I took away too, but we're going to stay on a positive note. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I know when I first got in this music business um, several years ago, my OG, Bigger Rankin, I had asked him early, early on, mm -hmm. I said, what is it about, the artists that you work with that makes you want to work with them. And he responded with, they listen. And that, mm. that goes exactly with what you're saying. You know, sometimes you have to be the person to listen and soak it in and take it in. Because if you've got people who's been doing this longer and they're seeing success, of course you want to listen to those people. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Obviously, they know what they're talking about, right? Right. They, they're seeing all the success. We want to be <laughs> like them. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't, you, can't, you can't sit here and ignore a person that's sitting on a Lamborghini, you know, hood telling you and giving you game. Like, obviously, he knows, he knows something. Look what he's driving or look, you know what I'm saying? Look at the lifestyle he has. So exactly. He got to know something, something a little more than what you know that you should be trying to soak in instead of feeling like you know everything already. Right. Absolutely. Now, would you entertain another label situation if it made sense for you? Uh, of course. Of course. Because the thing about it is like the way the way I look at the way I look at label situations is, you know, um you 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 kinda you make it to where it works for you. Like of course, you know, you got contractual agreements and things like that. But to me, I feel like if you if you somebody like me that come from damn near nothing or, or seen the struggles and things like that, you know how to flip. You know, that's the term in the hood. You go you flip it. So it's like you know how to flip it. So regardless of whatever situation you get in, you should know how to flip it to where it's beneficial to you. Yes. So when it comes to getting with a label, I look at it as it's a bigger machine to put me out there more on a bigger scale. It's uh, a, a lot of resources that comes with it as far as TV, as far as, you know, movie placements, uh, um, you know, video games, things like, like all those kind of entities. I feel like if you get with the right label that's got those type of resources, that's the beneficial part. Now, of course, you know, you're going to have your shows and your touring and all that, but that's where your hustle come in at. Because the thing about it is they could set up the tours and stuff, but it's still up to you to go out there and give it your all at these shows, make these people want to buy these tickets, sell the product, you know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. So, um, if, it made, if it made sense, then yeah, of course, I would definitely want to get into another label situation because I know it's, it's a lot more resources that come behind it and, and can make things happen not only on a bigger scale, but maybe just a bit quicker than I could myself. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. It's, you know, once you're seasoned in this business and you've been doing it for a while, then you understand that every move you make absolutely has to make sense. You're going to take the time to dissect the situation earlier on. People jump into situations without maybe reading the contracts fully because they're so excited about the opportunity to be signed. And then they learn from that. Right. And then later on, they're like, okay, if we go back into this again, it's under my terms this time. 
Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and at these days, man, uh, you know, artists, artists is getting to the point where they're able to at least negotiate a little bit, depending on what their numbers are when these labels fall again. Now, right. if you're an artist that ain't really been putting in a lot of work, but you just happen to get lucky, then, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes you got to just take what you can take because there might not be another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do you want to you wanna stay stuck in the same position where you're not going anywhere? Or do you want to take that risk, let these people do what they've been doing for decades, you know what I'm saying? And just make it work for you the best that you can. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, me, myself, I come, I come from a background when we were younger, you know, struggling and having the, you know, the ramen noodles and syrup houses and all that. So, you know, not saying that I'm just going to find the first one that come my way, but I am going to be mindful of do I want to stay in the same situation I'm in or am I ready to finally live life instead of making it through life? Right. Absolutely. You know. Let's talk about your music. The most recent album you put out was up next in 2020 correct Mm -hmm. let's talk about that um you know it's been a couple years since you put an album out which i i'm i'm good with that because i think right now we're more in a single era where you can deliver those singles yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. um but taking it back to that album if you know if anybody were to go back and listen to it um what did that album mean to you uh i think up next was um well for one shout out to real life music because that that was actually the first project i dropped under the umbrella of them Uh and i think with up next it was a it wasn't necessarily a project of like i had something to prove but just more so like hey don't don't sleep i'm still here yeah i'm still coming you know what i'm saying like i am i am up next i didn't say i was the one like right up next but i am up next eventually you yeah. know what i'm saying so it was it was like that and of course you know during the time that i wrote up next i wrote my whole up next album in my bedroom during covid yes you know what i'm saying and i wrote that whole album and then when i finally was able to come out of the bedroom i had my own little setup in the garage and i was finally able to go record in the garage so, so I wrote that whole album, you know, pretty much locked up, as you say. You know, you you got COVID, you know, they, they, they isolate you. That's right. You know, away from everybody. So while I was in my little cell <laughs> here at home, I was pretty much writing music. You know, it was it was pretty much like being locked up. You know, I was writing music, doing push-ups, getting my food, slid by the dough, you know, things like that. But um, now, nah, man, like that, that, like I said, that album was just more so like, it was like uh, I'm still here. Like don't don't trip. Like I'm still here. I ain't went nowhere. I still got it. I ain't missed And you know, in 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 more single uh, simple terms, I'm still on y'all ass. I'm up next. <laughs> so that's why you got yeah no like for real. And uh, it was also one of them one of them projects that I felt like I needed to open up a bit more on a personal side because. Uh, everybody knows Blackout for the jumping around, the, the stage presence, the live shows, you know, the, the, the party guy, the energetic guy. Nobody ever really, unless you really, really know me personally, you know, you, you really don't know the background of me as far as my relationship with my father, you know, uh, dealing with family situations and stuff like that. So on my song, Smile, which has become like 
a lot of people's favorite song on there. It's a, it's a more heartfelt, in-depth type song that when you see it, it's, it's like, I feel like, and this this is not the two more one like that, but I feel like it's kind of on that same level as Brenda Got a Baby. Yes. Pop, you know, Brenda Got a Baby, you know what I'm saying? Or even a dear mama, like when he told his story and how his mama used to work and come home late and things like, like that, that was what smile was to me. You know, I'm telling you about my situation with my father. I'm telling you about how my mom was a single mother raising four kids, how, you know, I lost my grandfather, how I lost my cousin. You know, I'm, I'm giving you that part of me just that once to let you know, like, I'm vulnerable too. Like, I go through my, my heartaches and stuff too, but after this go off, we right back to the turn up. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you get that piece of me, but I'm still this fun. Like, I still want you to know I'm still a fun guy, but I go through my struggles as well as everybody else. Like I said, everybody got a story to tell. And just because we might come from the same walk of life doesn't mean our stories are the same, you know? So that's just, uh, that's just how that is, man. And that was just a highlight one song off of there. But the whole album is nice, man. If y'all haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's on Spotify. Amazon, iTunes, all that good stuff, man. You can download it, check it out, man. Absolutely. When you make timeless music, you can listen to it years later, and it's still going to resonate with people because of the content that you're putting into your music. Thank you. I appreciate that, for sure. And that's that's really what I was going for, man. I I was trying to have that same juvenile, 400 degrees type, you know what I'm saying, type feeling when it comes to Up Next, man, because, you know, it's been decades, and we still go back and jam 400 degrees, you know what I'm saying, and that's how I want, that's the effect I wanted for Up Next, and I think that's why I took my time, even though I really didn't have no choice but to take my time, because I had all of it, but, you know, I took my time to really make sure that each song was something that was either related to a situation currently in somebody's life, or something that they remember going through, or it was a feeling where it was like, I'm going to get up. And when I get up, like, I'm going to throw on, um, you know, I'm going to throw on one of his live tracks because I just got that kind of energy right now. Like, I'm ready to turn up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw on a smile because I'm going through something. And I feel like if I hear somebody else's story, it might help me kind of deal with mine a little better. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw on bad as this because I'm going to the club. I'm trying to be ready for these strippers. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, it, that, that's how I want it up next to be, man. Like, each song to relate to some type of situation. Yes, yes. And it sounds like the music that you're putting out, it's important to you as an artist to black out, to spread fun and positivity through your music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, man, I can, I'm, I'm a very diverse artist, man. So I could get on, I could get on the hood stuff. You know, I've, I've been around dope boys and stuff like that too. I ain't never done nothing, but I've been around it enough to be able to, talk about it you know what i'm saying i've i've been around the the the, the crackhead the low poverty income living to the highest you know millionaire type so i've been around all of it so it's like when i when i put music out i want to make sure that i'm telling in an authentic way i'm not just saying things because the words rhyme i'm not just saying things because i feel like the type of beat is, that this is the type of song it should be I'm going to make sure I put together a good body of work when it comes to a full project or even a single that I put out to let it be known. Yeah, I remember him doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we do be doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, on some stuff like that versus, oh, nah, he he all cap. He don't be doing that. Like, no, when, when I tell you that I'm hanging 
you know what I'm saying, out the car, you know, whatever, with a shirt off. You see that in my video back outside. I'm I'm literally outside, like, doing donuts in the in the Challenger, like, you know, with the car club homies and stuff like that. So it's just like, yeah, I, I make sure that I make it a point to make sure the music I put out reflects who I am and what people know me as and not just necessarily what's hot. Yes, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. You've been in the music business for a while. You know, I would say it's safe to say that you're fairly seasoned in this business. You understand it. You understand how the business works. You understand, you know, what type of music that you need to be projecting. Um, what what wisdom would you give a new young artist just stepping into this hip hop music business? You know, because with social media, it puts a lot of pressure on people to look a certain way or, mm -hmm. or deliver certain mm -hmm. types of music to make them feel like they have to fit mm -hmm. in. What would you say to those guys? Yeah. I, I would definitely tell them off top, man, stay you. Like, just, just be you. Like, the thing about being you is nobody can tell you how to be you better than you. So if, it's, if it feels real to you and you know it's real to you, you there, there's an audience for everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got the people that want to hit a cap rap. Then you got the people who really want to know who you are, where you come from, what is your story, what's going to make us listen to you along with listening to the NBAs and the little babies, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what makes you different than what we already hear in there? If you coming out and you sounding exactly like everybody else, you got an audience for that too, but you got to have the, the real people who can actually be longevity type fans, be like, eh, he already sound like what I'm listening to. So if you, you, depending on your sound, the way you do your music, the way you put your songs together, it's going to stand out. Don't feel like just because your song ain't hyped as the next artist song that nobody's listening. There's somebody listening all the time. Like, you just haven't met them yet or you haven't realized no reach yet. You know what I'm saying? So just stay, stay original. I feel like if you stay original, eventually your time up the ladder will come. Look at artists like Zero. Zero ain't never switched up his style, but he's known in Africa. They know him overseas. He he has a hell of a fan base. You know what I'm saying? He's been in it for a long time. Definitely an H-Town legend. You know what I'm saying? A Texas legend. So it's like, if you listen to Zero from the I hate you bitch to the too many niggas to the music he's doing now, it's all still Zero. It don't sound like nobody else. It still sounds like the, the Zero that he introduced himself as when he first came into the game. Now, of course, it's a little more sharpened. It's a little more, you know, shinier now because of the, the, the growth in his creativity. Yes. But he's still zero. You still know zero. Same person, same thing as Slim Thug. Same thing as when you hear Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Artists like that, they came in being who they are, staying original and staying, to them, staying true to who they are. And it works for them eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like... Feeling like you gotta sound like what's hot, or that you gotta come out looking like Lil Uzi Bird, or color your hair like Yachty and all that. No shots to them, but it don't work for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work for everybody. And nine times out of ten, people get tired of seeing it. So if you come out with purple, yellow, green hair, and they just seen the artist that got signed to Gucci Mane or Yo Gotti or something, he's got the same kind of style. You're gonna get overlooked because you're not nothing. You're not nothing 
that stands out. You blend, you're doing more blending in than standing out. And standing out is always the best because it gives you your own identity. It doesn't, it doesn't overshadow you from what's already there. You see what I'm saying? So that's 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 one of the main tools that I would give any artist coming up, man. Just stay original. You know, uh, take it seriously. If it's not something you really want to do, don't jump into it because you ain't gonna do nothing but be wasting your time and and in the way of those who's really trying to make it happen. Like for real, for real. A lot of y'all are just doing a lot of jumping into the game because your cousin said it sounds good and you got yes men around you and things like that. And then you get out there and get embarrassed. Now you're in your feelings. Now it's old fuck the labels and all. No, bro, you wasn't ready. You let people get like hype you up to feel like you was ready. And now you see the reality of things. Go back to the drawing board, protect your craft, get it right, sharpen it up, and then try again, bro. That's if it's really something you want to do, if not, throw in the foul. Absolutely. It's just about, like you said, staying true to yourself, but just becoming a more polished version of yourself. Tightening up your skills, you know, leveling up, still giving them who you are, yeah. being true to yourself, but just right. polish yourself up a little bit. It makes you more marketable to the world. I definitely respect that. Now, yeah. Blackout is the brand. You know, when mm -hmm. you're an artist, you are a brand. You're the brand that you're trying to, you know, basically present to the world. Is there other branding ventures that you're tuned into? Do you have merch or other businesses that you can share with our listeners? Uh, well, we're definitely working on getting some more merch, man. Uh, of course, I've, I've had a couple of hoodies and T-shirts out there with the Overtime Hustle Game music logo on there. Um I want to I wanna eventually have my own clothing line one day. You know, that's, that's just the, the thing about this whole music thing is there's no, there's no limit to the things you can do based off of the foundation that you create with being an artist. You know, from, uh, you know, I want to I wanna do things like model. I want to model. You know, I've always told I got good cheekbones. And stuff, so eventually <laughs> I want to get into modeling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but like I said, the clothing line. Uh, possibly like a hat line, you know. So I, I'm always wearing hats, so that's something that I feel like I can get into. Uh, shoe design, of course, you know. Um, just just things like that, and of course, like the typical, you know, real estate house flipping. You know, maybe my own. I definitely want to have a, a chain of car washes, like because, like I said, I I do auto detailing. That's that's one of my passions as well. So. Um, just every everything you know, anything I can do to to keep that blackout OHGM brand going and growing, I'm all for. Yes, you know, it's really no limit to it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I agree. Well, listen, before we get into this record, as always, I appreciate you taking some time. You're always a pleasure to have conversations with. Um, you know, I can't wait to do it again and again and again and a thousand more times. And again and again. <laughs> and again. Yeah, I told you I gotta. I gotta get up there and come come holler at you face to face one day, man. We gotta I gotta take that trip to the A, man. Absolutely. We gotta, we gotta do this in person, man. We do. <laughs> it's overdue for you to come through the studio and, and us for the us to do this uh in person, face to face, get that video, yeah, get the whole visual going. Um shout out to everybody yeah, took everybody that took the time to tune in tonight. Shout out to, you know, all your listeners and all your supporters. Um who do you want to shout so, out to? Man, who, do, so. who do you want to say thank you to for just really supporting your movement? Well, definitely, uh, first and foremost, thank you. 
You know what I'm saying? You and the whole Hype 87.3 Industries Most Wanted squad, man. Y'all always show love, always open doors for opportunity for me to be a part of it. It's an honor. So I thank you once again for having me. Absolutely. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely shout out to my family, friends, loved ones, you know, wife, children, you know, all, all four of my kids, man. Um, my team, my OHGM squad, you know what I'm saying? The people who really, really support me and, and you know, even when I'm down, down to damn near nothing, you still got my back. You know, shout out to you. Uh, if you know, if you know, you know. Um, you know, uh, Caleb, Curry, you know what I'm saying? My whole OHGM squad, E. Martinez, Matt D., you know what I'm saying? Uh, even shout out to my boy Poppy, man. You know, uh, it's all love, bro. Shout out to my little bro who's also down here doing his thing, man. Shout out to all the artists that's doing their thing down here, but specifically shout out to my little bro, Hot Strong. Uh, he's got his whole Fly Zone family going on, and they doing their thing, man. So shout out to him. Shout out to my family, my mom, my aunt, all my cousins, my brothers, my sister. You know, uh, big, big shout out to Joseph Chapman. You know what I'm saying? My boy Gutter for, <laughs> for linking this up and also always being a genuine stand-up guy supporting me, giving me insight, dropping jewels on me, and just trying to keep me linked in and stay focused. You know, shout out my whole real-life music team, Knock Fawn, Derek Griffin, uh, a.k.a. Lucchese, DJ Gracie Grace, Trill Will, the whole squad. You know, we're going to keep rocking, keep going, man. And uh, just big shout-out to San Antonio, man. East side to be exact, but all four sides, so love. You know, it's your boy, man. Blackout, man, we here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, before we get into this record, which is called Back Outside, um, you know, we need it. We need to know where to follow you. Tell everybody, you know, like, do you have a website? I know you got your social platforms. Like, where can people tap in and, and keep in tune with the movement? Uh, you can definitely follow me on IG and Twitter at it. Oh, it's, it's actually Facebook, too, man. So all, all three social medias, man. I don't have a snap uh, Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? But Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's ITZ, as in zebra, underscore real life blackout with two T's. So it's ITZ underscore R-E-A-L-L-I-F-E-B-L-A-C-K-O-U-T-T. Use two T's or you won't find me. You dig. <laughs> you dig. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're about to go ahead and get into this record. Um, It's called Back Outside. Who produced it? Um, who got who produced this one for me? Uh, back outside was a glacier, glacier beats. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. glacier beats was uh, was the producer behind Black Out, uh, Back Outside, CND Films. Big shout out to my boy Dex, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's the one shot the video. If y'all haven't seen the video, go check it out, it's on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Mopar Mafia and the whole car club, uh, culture that came out and, and, you know, checked in with us, man. V, my boy Daytona Pete, you know what I'm saying? Squaw Faith, I see y'all. It's all love. What up, White? You know, uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's that's the video. Check it out, man. Also, another video I got is called Real Life. That I actually dropped both of those at the same time. So y'all check them both out, man. It's your boy Blackout. We still rocking. Be on the lookout and the listen for me soon because I might be in your living room. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, listen, without further ado, we're about to go ahead and get into this record. Once again, it's your girl, Tampa Mystic. We're live on the Hype 87.3 out here in ATL. Blackout, go ahead and give us the official introduction to the record. Yeah! 
Y'all already know what time it is, man. Once again, checking in. It's your boy Blackout, man. Eastside's on play cousin and Ken Folk. This right here is my single call. Back outside again. Back going live again. Y'all check it out right here on Heights 87.3 FM. ATL, stand up. Let's go. Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to the Hype 87.3. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's your boy yeah. Blackout, man. Y'all know what it is. We back. We back outside again. Yeah. Back going live again. Yes, it's on the party. Pop a few bottles. Get back to the vibes again. Uh-huh. It's time to let go of the worries and fears. And leave with the family, friends. Yeah. Back going live again. Yes, it's on the party. Pop a few bottles. Get back to the 
Yeah.